Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Put our hands together to bless the Lord this morning. Thank you, Lord. Well, you guys can grab a seat on Mother's Day. We, we had a panel. We had a panel of ladies, and it was unbelievable. So we thought, well, we're going to have a panel of men on Father's Day. So CJ, you can take this. I'm going to welcome Matthew Dansorn, Vincent Chua, and Justin Malaco up the front there, my Steve panel this morning. Come on, let's talk to these guys. Brilliant fathers. Greg, you actually had a joke this morning as well. Did you want to share that one? No. <laughs> you have to have bad jokes on Father's Day. He said, what do you call a, a, a line of men waiting to get a haircut? A barbecue. That's not bad. I, I, actually, I actually got a few jokes from the Bible. Or referencing the Bible. What cars did the wise men drive to see Jesus? Honda Accord. Because the Bible says the wise men all came in one accord. Why couldn't Jonah trust the ocean? Because he knew there was something fishy about it. Come on, it doesn't get any better, so you might as well join in. Um, who was the most business savvy woman in the Bible? Pharaoh's daughter, who went down to the bank of the Nile and pulled out a little profit. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? JJ. (laughs) Thank you, folks. Samson. He brought the house down. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. Does, does anybody else? Is there another dad in the house that has a bad joke? Come on, boy, you Come on, Fantastic. Well, we uh, we wanted to get these guys up. We could have got all the fathers in the house up, but we wanted to talk to these men and, and get some collective wisdom from them today about parenting, fathering, being a husband, businessman. And they, these are three great men in the life of our church. And I love what Ange said uh, around the baby dedication. Uh, and and I, I had the thought that it takes a village to raise a child. And you know what? We are family. And, and, and fathering's a big gift. And it's an important gig. And it's, it's not always easy. It's not always recognized. Or either's mothering. Uh, but it's vitally important uh, to, to have fathers, spiritual fathers, earthly fathers in our world. And, and all through the Bible, there speaks of blessing flowing through fathers as, as the head of a house, uh, uh, attracting and, and, and letting the flow of heaven come towards uh, future generations. And, and I think these guys do it so well. So I want to introduce to you these three men this morning. And I just want to read that scripture again that Melissa shared from Proverbs 17. It says, Grandchildren are the crown of aged men, and the glory of children is their fathers. In a parenthesis, who live godly lives. Uh, men, you are a blessing. Fathers, you are a blessing. Thank you for leading your families to the house of God. Thank you for uh, stirring faith and, and leading your families into prayer and the presence of God. You're, you, it's, it's a blessing. And if, you know, teach a child how they should go, and in, when they're old, they won't depart from it. Uh, I know the faith in my life. 
life was deposited by my parents. Uh, through their actions, their examples, their prayers, uh, I want to encourage you, keep sowing those seeds, keep setting that example, keep bringing faith into your homes and, and future generations will be blessed. Uh, but I just want to introduce to you Justin Malarco this morning, who most of you will know, a man of many talents. Uh, not only is he on the sound desk, he preaches for us and he, he does all things. He should be singing. He should be up here with CJ and Drew singing. And, but Justin was born in Johannesburg, South Africa. He's been a Christian for nearly 26 years, married for 19. He has three amazing kids. And he's the operations and logistics manager for two companies, uh, Woolworths and Epicurean Foods. And his hobbies are reading, beach running, and sleeping. And absolutely brilliant man. Vincent, now I don't even know how to say this, Vincent, says born in Batu Pahat, Batu Pahat, Malaysia. He's been a Christian for over 40 years, married for 37 years. He has two children and 5.5 grandchildren. So I'm figuring there's one on the way, uh, otherwise we're in trouble. Uh, 4.5 girls and one boy. He's an amazing uh, businessman and uh, he loves reading. Cruising and a bit of a food. He loves food. If anybody ever wants a good feed, go to Vincent. And what was the deal? What was the dish he did that the kids love? Zaggy? The Runga. Oh my gosh. It's not for the faint hearted though. He's got a little bit of spice, a little bit of kick. Vincent is, is an absolutely great man. And this is Matthew. Matthew, we celebrated his 50th, well, it was 50 on the 20th. But he had a party yesterday, which was absolutely amazing. But Matty, uh, born in Motorvale, Northern Beaches, Sydney, been a Christian since he was six, so he turned 50, so he's been a Christian for a long time, 44. He's married for 20 years in December. He's got four kids. He's the CEO of a Christian media company, and his hobbies are surfing, watching football, but not the AFL. That's why Pete Walsh isn't here, because he upset him about the AFL, and hanging with his family. Uh, he says nothing noteworthy, I'm just a simple guy, but actually he's not a simple guy, he's a great man who sets a great example for others to follow. So why we would get these guys up here this morning is it's always good to have somebody to look to to inspire you, to encourage you, uh, and to have as a bit of a signpost of that's, that's what I want in my life, uh, and can I encourage you, if you can glean anything from these men, glean it, get it, take a hold of it and apply it to your world and it'll be a blessing for you. I just wanted to ask you guys a few questions. There's a microphone there. I'm going to start with you, Justin. And uh, <laughs> But Justin, in regards to marriage, kids, work life, you've got a big life. As you said, you're currently the logistics and operations manager for two different companies. Uh, but if I know anything about you, you're consistent and you live by convictions. And I wanted to ask you, what, in, in regards to those areas, mar marriage, kids, work, what are the convictions that hold you uh, and then enable you to do life well? Because I think you do life well. Yeah, look, I think uh, probably the biggest thing for us men is not um, finding the time to invest in us so that we can bring the best into our families. You know, as men, often we, we put ourselves last and we think we've, we've got to provide and we do, but often what happens is we find ourselves been working so hard that we're not investing in ourselves and so what's happening is we're coming back in home life and we're tired and we're grumpy and we don't have the capacity to love our wives, to play with our kids uh, and really to, to deal with conflict. 
And so I would I would say one thing that I've learned over the years is that your job as a dad and as a husband doesn't stop with provider. Your, your job as, as a husband, as a father, uh, is understanding that we have to turn up every day into our family life to give our best. Yeah. Um, and so I would say probably the biggest the biggest thing there is learning how to create space in our worlds to find time actually as men to rest, to exercise, to eat relatively well. Uh, and as weird as that sounds, when we are sleep, resting well and we're looking after ourselves, we, we bring more energy into our lives, which means we can carry better responsibilities that we have. Uh, we can play with our kids. We can deal with conflict. We can help resolve it because we have that energy moving after ourselves. Uh, and a lot of the time you hear men say, you know, the classic, well, if only my wife would do this, or if only I, she understood this. Or, but I would say we have to learn as men how to lead. Uh, and part of leading as men is learning how to get out of the box and actually plan in life. Look after ourselves, create space, exercise, eat well, but then sit down and plan and be intentional about what does my wife need from me? How can I help her? If I put myself in her shoes, what is she going through and how best can I support her and help her and then plan your week and life around doing that? Yeah. How can I create space and plan to be a dad and do something with my kids, take them on a dad adventure, take them out, do something with them, but it doesn't happen by default. And I think that's where we fall into the trap as men, that we go, well, we're providing well, so we've done our job. But I would say, don't stop and put yourself in a box. It's only a part of what we're called to do. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned. If anything, um, investing yourself first, dads, I'm going to say that, so you can then invest in your family well. Uh, and then secondly, sometimes, and I'll say this, we've just got to pull the finger out, and we've got to be intentional about uh, planning and investing in our family. It's not going to happen by chance. We've got to go, what do I need to do and how do I schedule it into my day and my week to actually look after my family? So that's fantastic. Very good. That's a great answer. That's practical and pragmatic. There's a saying that you can be so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. And, and we can just do the, we, we can work and we can provide, but I, I love that. What a fantastic, you, you can't pour out what you don't already have and you can't draw water from a dry well. I love it, fantastic. All right, Vincent. Vincent is a great man. We love Jenny, Vincent and their family and uh, they are just a blessing to our world. They're, they're a pillar of strength. They're just, they're rocks in our world. Uh, when I've been through some really challenging times, even having the double hip replacement, these guys were strength on our behalf and they a massive blessing. And I, I kind of want to talk to you about that, Vincent, because you've done a lot of things in your lifetime. You've raised a, a beautiful family. Uh, you run great businesses, you've worked and been involved in church at a high level, a, a mega church, and you were the general manager of that. You, you choose time to holiday and adventure and feed your soul, um, and you've lived a blessed life, and I can see the hand of God on that, um, and a, a blessed and generous life, but it hasn't been without its challenges. And we've talked about things at times, and, and life is with its challenges. Um, can you share around that a little bit and what keeps you choosing to be generous and why? 
After Justin, I don't know what else to say. Rest, good food. Uh, well, uh, a bit of background is that I've been in UK for uh, 10 years doing my year uh, 12 and uh, undergraduate course and uh, my professional. And went back to Malaysia and the best thing I did there in the five year was to find Jenny and have two children. And before we migrated here, I stayed in Melbourne for 20 plus years. And over here now, 13 years. And over that period of time, I've done numerous things. Uh, and some of the best thing was during my time I had with uh, City Life, uh, mega church, as you said, in Melbourne. I was the uh, not general manager, but the business manager. And as a business manager, you do a lot of things. I started a cafe, the first cafe in uh, City Life. And uh, then we look after the student group. Uh, which had 130 people, best time ever, uh, very challenging. And then we were in, you know, connect group, life group, uh, area passes, and all those things before we uh, moved here to uh, <coughs> Sunshine Coast to uh, start a business in uh, blind manufacturing uh, shutters, actually, but whatever you call them, blind. And it's. Um, yeah, and uh, that was 13 years ago. And two and a half years ago, uh, I bought a business outright from my other partner. And uh, since then, God has been very gracious. It has grown the business two and a half times of what it was during that time. So what I paid for my 50% share from him was uh, really very small compared to the value that it is right now. So... What can I conclude? Life is a bed of roses. You like that? Bed of roses. Except that it has lots of thorns. And, uh, you know, so it is a bed of roses, but you've got to migrate it, or, or move it around with the thorns and the bushes and all that. And like every one of you, life has been up and down. And what Andrew's saying just now, we have our sunshine, we've got our winter, we got our ups, we got our down. And in my life, in my professional career, I've been retrenched twice. And once, the first time was in the 1990s where we just had the recession. Interest rate was 28% uh, on credit cards. Uh, and I just bought my first home and I got retrenched and we had to leave off our credit cards so uh, fortunately God was gracious and he continued to provide and continue to uh, <coughs> give me alternative and the second time was also bad uh, so there are challenges Believe me, there are challenges. But I want to read you something very quickly. James 1, 3, and 4. Testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be matured and complete, not lacking in anything. And trust me, if I haven't had to go through those testing and those uh, stretching time, I won't be what I am today. Why am I consistent? I think I'm consistent or 
what you just described is that uh, God is there yeah. through thick and thin things and through ups and downs, through holidays that we take to us watching our budget every day. God was in the midst of us. Yeah. Remember the uh, quote uh, about a uh, person walking in the beach can see his footstep and suddenly, why was that no footstep? Because God was there carrying you, yeah. holding you, you know. And that's how we felt and how, that's how we think. It has not been all joy. Yes, roses, we can smell them, but at the same time, we've been break like anything by the thorns. And believe me, it's very painful, yeah. very, very painful. And uh, that's all we've done. Uh, all through whatever we are, whatever God has laid on our heart, we've just been obedient and just say, I'll step in and I'll continue to be uh, persevere with that with our tidings, with our giving, whatever it might be that God lays on your heart and God has done that. I've done heaps. I've been to America on business three, four, five times and even I remember 9-11. I was actually in London, you know, when that happened and there was no TV in the factory, you know, and we were just finding out what was happening. So. It's, it's had its uh, many challenges and joys and pitfalls, but believe me, there's nothing that will beat your life by walking consistently, steadfastly with, with God and just cry on Him and just let Him lead you. Yes. Let Him carry you when you can't walk. Fantastic. Your family's better off because of what you've overcome and what you didn't give up on and those things that you have pressed through and struggled through. It's forged a strength in them that they otherwise wouldn't have. And I was thinking of Proverbs 3 as soon as you started speaking, Vincent, that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And the path isn't always straight and it's not always convenient. There are the ups and downs, but if he's leading you, you'll get there. Yeah. You'll get to the promise. You'll get to where he's taking you. Fantastic. All right, Maddie, old boy. Um, I want to ask you 50 now. Yeah. Might get some, you work with cochlea, but he might. We'll get him some hearing aids. Uh, all right, we're good. We're pre-ordered. I'll post that next to you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I just wanted to simply ask you to, to share. I, I think you've got a great faith. I, I, and, I, and, and I say this respectfully, I think it's a simple faith and you intentionally keep it simple. So I wanted you to share around your faith journey and what's kind of been a key component or components in your life to keeping you on that journey of faith. Yeah, okay. You can use me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't stop and think too much about my life and just keep moving forward and, you know. Feeding children and whatever you got to do. But anyway, I mean, if I have to stop and think about it, um, look, firstly, going a step further, I'm probably here today because of other guys in church. Yeah. And so when I went to church, there were guys that, if they were in church on a Sunday, oh, I'd be in church. There were role models for me that, yeah, and I would turn up sometimes and there would be certain people that were consistently there. And that taught me the consistency of showing up. So I'm like, I'd like to be like you. Very good. And I think when I'm... 50 now, and so I've gone past that age. It's kind of funny, Justin talking, I'm like, shivers, I mean, I'm 10 years older than Justin. Oh, nine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, it's kind of, 
over, over that point now where you, you know, it's kind of different life tra- transitions through, but for me, it was when I was younger, I would look to older people. I've always liked older people. To this day, I like older people, but I I would always look to other people and they were my benchmark. So for me personally, uh, I like to be in church every week. Now, if I'm not in church, it's not a religion for me though. I, if I'm not in church, I'm not in church. I don't have any problem from a God perspective why I'm not here. If I'm not in church, though, generally because oh, we're at a uh, we're away for uh, some sort of sporting thing. So I think we've got the next three or four weeks that I won't be here. Um, but I I be. Oh, oh, <laughs> But that's going one step forward. So there's been people that have kept my faith strong because they I could look to them as role models, and I hope that all of us are role models. Just I don't know, someone here might go, oh, that's him. Maybe not. If not, that's okay. I'm here anyway. <laughs> but, but going back a step, my faith was probably. Um, really cemented. I mean, my mum became a Christian when I was five or six years of age, and that meant we sort of became a Christian household, and that was great, and um, then, but my dad wasn't, and my dad was quite an aggressive guy. He was a big man. He was an ex-football player, um, and I remember him saying to me, I was a young boy, what do you believe in all that rubbish for? Anyway, um, sorry. Because <laughs> this is what happens when you get older. No, my dad. Sorry. I cried two weeks ago, so there's an anointing up here for it. No, sorry, we're never going to talk about my dad because he passed away a few years ago. But, uh, when, um, when we were at school and we were little, my dad said, um, well, the pastor called up before we went to a Christian school, and I oh, your parents must be so proud of your children here. And my dad was there and was like, oh, very proud. And he said, you know, you love your kids so much, God loves you even more. And my dad was there and he was like, wow, thank you so much. I put the microphone in my hand and just like, it just washes over me. And I, can I, my wife did a test, I'm not a cry, am I? No. I said to my kids, what's your surname? They say, Dan's one. No, no, tough swan. Boys, don't look, turn around. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm past it now. Anyway, so that was, so if my dad became a Christian, I would have been about 12 or 13. And to be honest, like my mum was a Christian, but obviously when you're a young boy, your dad is like, you're kind of hero. And when my dad became a Christian, it's like, that was a big man. And I watched him instantly go from quite an aggressive guy to just like this big, strong man, but just the peace of God on his life. Beautiful. And that probably was the point in my life where I really... You know, no disrespect, Mum. <laughs> just from that male figure in your life. So from my life onwards, it's just been a life of just like one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I don't overthink life. I don't overthink God. I don't. You have your ups and your downs. My faith doesn't waver because God is God. We live in an imperfect world. So if all of a sudden something happens, it hurts. But my faith's not broken because I'm like God. I know that this place is a broken place. And you're God, and it, it's just, it is what it is. There is a saying that uh, oh, stuff happens. And, uh, you know, and that's the way life is. It just happens at times, and, uh, yeah, so it's pretty much Very good. And, you know, I, what I love about these that's guys is we... <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't blow his nose, it's all right. <laughs> um, I get to do life with these guys, so what they're saying to you, I see in an everyday circumstance, and I see the good and I see the bad, and I see the ups and I see the downs, and and they, what they're saying, they exemplify, uh, and I think it's a credit to you, and I think you do it very well. Um, Justin, back to you, my friend. Um, we've, we've had a great and long relationship for the last 10 years. We knew each other prior to that, but just socially or just through contact, but... 
To me, you represent a man of integrity and strength, and that is despite circumstance. And so I wanted to, because life can be challenging, and you've, you've had your fair share of challenges personally, uh, in the business realm, circumstantially, financially, uh, and I see you like this little cork that gets pulled down under the water but always surfaces, uh, like one of those little clowns that have got the weight in the bottom. They get pounced, they get knocked up, but they always kind of right themselves. Um, a bit, bit random, but how have you overcome and continued to walk out a life of integrity and strength through those challenges? And I know it is faith in God, but and I know it's practical also, but how do you let those two intermingle to do life well? Yeah. Question. Um, look, uh, to be honest, I think probably the biggest the biggest thing that I've struggled with and still, still struggle with to, to a certain degree has always just been that unequivocal trust in God. Uh, and I think I put a lot of that down to just who I am as a person growing up has always been someone that has thought if anything is going to get done, you need to do it. You've got to make it happen. You've got to, if there's plan A that's not working, what's plan B? I'm going to make plan B work regardless and just do it. It's just that determination to work until you find the solution. And if something's broken, it needs to be fixed now, not tomorrow. And if I'm going to fix it, that's the way it's going to happen. But I remember um, when Angie and I got married, a scripture that I'll share that was spoken over us, uh, and I think probably more for me than Angie, God knowing uh, my personality, and it was Psalm 127, 1 and 2 that says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stand late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. And so really for me, it's, being the struggle and the points of temptation in my life, going through those things have been the doubting of, did God really say? Will God really do? Was that promise really for you? And so for me to combat that has really been continually, as Maddie said, regardless of the ups and downs, just making practical choices to go, God, I choose to trust you and I choose to feed faith. I have to feed it. I have to. Faith is the animal you have to feed. If you don't, it dies. So for me, how do I do that? It's always been making a priority in my life, as I said, that space of priority to go, I have to prioritize the Word of God, time in prayer, uh, and time in worship. Because what happens over time, it doesn't happen straight away, but what happens over time is you come to know God better. And in knowing God better, I find I'm able to trust Him more uh, with relationships. The, the longer I know someone, the more I'm prepared to trust them and the more I can see that come through with me, I trust. So I guess to bring that to a close, that's really been the key for me, regardless of the ups and downs of what I'm facing, is continuing to coming back to God on His Word in prayer to say, God, this is what you have said. I'm choosing to trust you. Would you help build my faith as I read your word uh, and let that scripture begin to transform my mind and my life? And God has been so faithful in the journey to come through on those points. Not necessarily how I would plan it and how I want to do it, but eventually he comes through his way. Yeah. And it's always that prompting, Justin, unless I build the house, you're going to labor in vain to build it. Yeah. Unless I protect what you want protected, you're going to labor in vain trying to do it. I want you to rest and sleep because I've got your back. And I've come, come to trust that purely by making those choices in my life to stand on the Word of God. Whether I want to or not, I do. And I find that begins to eliminate the doubt. Yep. 
and bring that faith to the surface, and then I can keep walking. Awesome. So, yeah. so good. And can I can I encourage each of us? God's all right with you pushing back. God, you said. God, you promised. God, your word says. And that to me just just demonstrates a level of faith that God, you are able to. You know, Ephesians now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. To Him be the glory. I think God is glorified when we demand the blessing. When we demand the peace and the provision and the, the healing and the God, I believe, therefore I'm coming to you boldly and confidently and I'm asking of you, my good and heavenly Father, because the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. He has what we need when we need it. His timing is perfect. Press in. Dads, go after it. Go after it for you, for your family. Go after it for future generations because it's worth it. Fantastic. Excellent, Justin. Vincent, um, um, from you, you've been a father, now a grandfather, um, and we would just love to hear briefly your heart for family and what a Christian legacy looks like to you. Legacy. <clears throat> I had to consult uh, Dr. Google. <laughs> and there are many definitions, but I picked up three, which I think <coughs> is most appropriate. The common one would be an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. That's your legacy. Number two, but legacy takes many forms. A legacy can be of one's faith, ethics, and core values. A legacy may be monetary or asset. A legacy may come from one's character, reputation, and life you lead. Setting an example for others and guide your future. Number three, Proverbs 13.22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. This verse keeps our life goals, our vision, our legacy front and center when you're choosing how to use your money today. So, what is my family legacy? I think it's all three. I love to have enough wealth that I can bless the community and also to pass on to my children, grandchildren, that this is what Gong Gong has left for them. Right. But at the same time, I think legacy, as it says there, is really more of your lifestyle, your character, your personality, your, your what you do, what you say, how you live. And that's the Christian legacy, my family legacy that I want to live. That when my children and my grandchildren, especially when they look upon us, you'll see that I want to be like Mama in Kong Kong. You know, I want to have their values. I want to have the stability and peace Beautiful. and everything else that they have. Does it mean that we don't fail and get angry? Of course we do. You know, but it's actually how you deal with your anger, how you deal with your frustration that makes you whom you want to look to and follow and imitate. So Christian family legacy, I think it's all that. A bit of wealth, you know, which is scriptural to pass on to your children and your grandchildren and so on, but more so your lifestyle. Your, as someone said, uh, 
you know, you, how do you know the person is a Christian? By the Christian scripture bashing that you get from them? No, it's by their lifestyle. You can see the Bible in them, you can see Jesus in them. And that's the life's legacy that I want to have. Am I there yet? I hope I'm making progress, but uh, I'm not there yet. You know, like uh, we've seen, uh, being a father, being a grandfather, there's many, many stages in your life that you've got to go through and you learn and you correct, right? I mean, that's one thing I must say too. I, I look at myself, I look at my son and my daughter. I think they are a lot better than we are in terms of how they look after their children. My son is doing exceptionally well in business, but I look at him, he allocates time for the children. He makes time. No matter how tired he is, you make time, you go out, play with them, you know, cycle, whatever. And I tell wow, that's a good deposit that we have put, and that uh, they're doing a great job. And right now, as a grandfather, I'm still learning. Learning how to be a better character, how to leave a family legacy that uh, they will look up to. Beautiful, and you're doing so well, Vincent. We're going to finish on this one. I had another question for each of you, but Maddie, um, you've just turned 50, which we keep reminding you of. <laughs> but, but as a result, and I've even, we've had a conversation, but you start to reflect, wow, 50 years, kind of half my life is gone. And, and, um, and what, what advice would you give somebody younger than yourself today in life and in faith that to help them stay in a healthy place, loving life, loving God, their friends, their family? And then I'm going to tie this in with this as well. What would you say to a younger version of yourself? Wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you, I know you. Um, well, firstly, what would I say to someone younger? I spoke to someone recently and I said to this particular guy, I said, mate, the number one thing, advice I can give you is bring your family to church. Like when I put my family in the car and bring them to church, that is probably the best thing I can do for my family. Yeah. I mean, among other things, probably should feed them sometimes, you know, <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> but that spiritual feeding of my children, because you know what, I, as a Christian dad, actually find parenting pretty easy because I go, God, I'm going to feed them. I'll work so that they can afford to eat and take, put them in school and, and things like that. But, God, they're actually your children as well. So this is you, you help, you're helping us here. That's right. We can only do so much. We can give them a bed to lay in and we can educate them and et cetera, et cetera. But we can't do that, can't take the next step for them. God, that's your job. So you pray over your children. So bringing them into church, you know, I think for me is such an important thing. And coming back to what I was saying, I, I do miss that on the weeks when I'm not here. Because I feel like that's part of what I want to be able to do. Whilst the kids are young enough to get in the car and and come along, which one of them's already, he's got his own car. Another will have one soon, and, you know. So it's kind of like, okay, that's, that's a legacy, I guess, to a degree. Um, that's the tip. I think that's one. To a younger version of me, maybe, if I jump, I think that was more the third one. To a younger version of me, I'd say just slow down, smell the roses a little. Uh, life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, you know, I... I even say that sometimes to Hayden with his circus, say it's just a brick. Every time you do another session, you put another brick down. If it, wasn't a, if it wasn't a great one, it's still a brick. You have a great session, it's still the size of a brick. 
just brick by brick, and that's how I try and live my life, just a brick at a time. Yeah. And you one day wake up, look back, and go, well, I actually feel a pretty good size wall there. Um, so probably just enjoy the moments yeah. of life, and because uh, before you know it, you're an old bloke like me. And, uh, I have smelled the roses along the way, of course, and I do enjoy life. Probably enjoy a bit more now. But anyway, yeah, that would be there. I think there was a second question in the middle. Something. Because uh, <laughs> I felt like there's three in one. Maybe yeah, I wrote that three in one. You got it all. You covered it well. Yeah. I love that. Slow down. Yeah. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the moments. Because <laughs> it's moments that make the memories. Oh, yeah. Which I don't do very well, I'll admit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all learning. Yeah. None of us have done perfect. None of us are doing it perfectly. But let's keep walking. Let's not give up in the middle. Let's not. You, your families need you, men and, and women, uh, in, in our parenting, in our in our marriages. Our kids need us. They need that example to be set. Uh, and, the, and the fact of the matter is, you reflect Jesus to your kids. You reflect the kingdom of God to your kids. And, and we want to encourage you. Has this helped you this morning? Yeah. Can we thank these guys. Absolutely brilliant. celebrate Father's Day today and, and to solo mums and to caregivers we acknowledge you and we recognize it's not always easy uh, you know coming around Father's Day or Mother's Day if it hasn't been a brilliant upbringing or we have lost loved ones it's not always an easy day and we acknowledge that uh, but we also want to celebrate dads dads are worth celebrating fathers in the house are worth celebrating and and like I said you guys have done it well and for, for everybody that are you do it well keep doing it well keep being the champion of your home keep being the one that stirs faith and the amazing thing is we can stir faith we can fan that flame we can uh, you know and even if I can just say this it's you get to a point in life where it's not about the possessions you, you know there's a saying that you'll never see a, a trailer following a hearse it, it literally is about what you invest into your kids into the future generations the love uh, the, the, the pride, uh, the encouragement, uh, the, the consolation, the, the care. Uh, but the cool thing is that it, you don't, don't just have to be a father to do that or a mother, that we can do that. We can be brothers and sisters. We can do that for each other. And that's what the community of faith is. And that's what the church is. Walking through life together in faith. And when I'm down, you can be up and you can be my strength. When you're down, I can love on you and be your strength. And we can encourage each other and we can sharpen each other through that. Anne shared it earlier. I want to share this scripture. And I actually just want to ask, guys, if you would pray a blessing over the church, over our men, over our families, and over the future, if that's all right. So... But in Numbers 6, 24, it says this, and I, and I speak this over all of you today. I declare it over you and, and pronounce it. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, be at peace. Carry the peace of God in your daily life, in your parenting, in your relationships, in everything that you do. My prayer and declaration over you today is that you'd be at peace in Jesus' name. Can we pray? Father God, we just thank you for everyone here, Lord God, and even those who are not, Lord, I just thank you that the, the blessing of God rests on each person, Father. Lord, I thank you there is a blessing that comes when you walk with you, Father God, and your children, and I just thank you and praise you, Father God, that you will just bless 
each person, Lord God, put your favour on them, touch them right where they are, Lord God. And as Christian said, you know, Father's Day and Mother's Day can not be easy for some. Just thank you that you're the constant Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that uh, every step that we take, you're there to guide us, to lead us, to show us the way. Father, we just pray, oh God, that Lord, you just help us to be more sensitive to your spirit. That our spirit, oh God, will be in tune to your spirit, oh God. That when you direct and lead, and when you just whisper to us in the quietness of our time with you, you will, we will hear what you're saying, and that we will experience, oh God, your presence. Your reality, and Father, oh God, we just ask that you help us to attune our mind, our heart to you, oh God, and be the person you want us to be. In Jesus' name, Father, right now we lift up fathers here in this place. Everybody that has that responsibility to lead, to guide, to teach. Father, and I would pray that we would see strong men, men of faith, not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, raising up with a voice, with a courage, with a strength to lead their families well, to stay in the fight, to help carry, to guide, to be vulnerable, God, and strong. Father, I thank you right now. I just speak life into our families, life into our marriages, life into our kids. Father, you, family units that are not shaken but stand on the, the Word of God. Father, that we can be a light and we can be a model to those in our community, to those around us. God, that while things seem to, to shake and fall away around us, God, I thank you that in this place, we would push back, God, Father, and we would we would declare your name above every other name, over every father, teaching their families, leading their families in the way of truth, in the way of life. So, Father, we honor you. We thank you just for your grace, your mercy to keep pushing forward, to keep carrying uh, you with us on this journey. Father, we love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.